This is Two Naked Hypnotherapists podcast by Heather and Connie. Do you want to achieve optimal health, ultimate success, perfect relationships, true spiritual awakening, and ever flowing abundance in your life? Are you ready for the naked truth? Then you've come to the right place. This podcast will give you free mind hacking and healing tools no other hypnotherapist will tell you. We are passionate about helping people transform their lives, and that's why we created this podcast. This is episode seven of the Two Naked Hypnotherapist podcast, and today we're going to introduce you to a number of different ways to heal and transform trauma and karma. We will tell you about techniques we use in our personal practice and also with our clients. And those are suggestions that you are welcome to explore with the help of a trained professional. They are designed to be your guidance to help determine which path may be best for you. But we recognize that most of you may not know where to start searching or learn more. So we have decided to host a one hour free webinar to go into depth and provide a detailed breakdown of the various modalities and their benefits. Please stay until the end to learn how to sign up. Two Naked Hypnotherapist podcast is not meant to be replaced with medical treatments or to diagnose medical conditions. The information we share on this podcast is based on our personal views and should not be used to treat or replace your medical or clinical treatments. If you are experiencing any physical mental conditions, please consult your physician first. Good evening, everyone. I'm Heather. Thank you for being here with us today. I hope today's episode can provide you some useful tools to transform your old beliefs and emotions so you can start living free from your past and moving forward. Hi everyone, I'm Connie and welcome to another Wednesday evening show. So today is our Tools and Solutions Day and that's really my favorite part each month because it's that time where we share our tried and true tips and methods with you. And today, of course, it's all about ways to help you release trauma and traumatic imprints. So Heather, where should we start? Okay, I hope everybody's ready for this show. (laughs) Um, But before we get into the tools and modalities we recommend, I'd like to lay out the simple four steps process of trauma transformation. This four step process is extremely important, regardless of which tools you choose to go for. So step one, understanding your trauma. If you don't know what you are dealing with, you can't have the solutions for the problems you'd like to solve. That's plain and simple, but it's very important. This may take a courage to face to your honest feelings. We have the tendency to suppress or hide from the past emotions and fear, and most of us are really good at it. I can speak for myself. Mm -hmm. 
But in this step, we must pay attention to what we are feeling without analyzing or digging in why and how and when, but just to face to what we are really, really feeling. Acknowledge what we are feeling. So that's step one. Second step is taking your responsibility. What I mean by that is you cannot transform traumas or stop karmic loop if you are in the victim mode. This is your life. You own it. Claiming the ownership of your life comes hand to hand with taking the responsibility of owning your life. And if you want to be free from the past, you must own the past as well. So you have the power to transmute it. If you're making others accountable for your pain, you're given the opportunity to heal yourself away. And you have to understand that universal natural law of cause and effect. If you didn't cause it, you must not receive the impact of the cause. Getting out of the victim mode is hard, I know. Mm -hmm. But start taking responsibility for yourself is super, super important. Yeah. Taking the responsibility of your life is a part of self-care. Taking full ownership of yourself and your life begins with taking care of yourself. My principle is I am the most important person in my life and therefore I only know what I need and therefore I take care of myself first because no one else can do this job better than I do. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Th that's great. Thank you. And step three is to practice forgiveness. Yes. Yes. Very it's important. A big <laughs> word. Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, you can practice forgiveness by seeing yourself, seeing your life, seeing other people in your life in a different light. Try to expand your peripheral view to see your life from a wider view. When you are stuck in a narrowed viewfinder, all you can see is what is front of you, not behind you, not above you not below you, not around you even. If you are not seeing your life from the 360 degrees view, you're only seeing a portion of your life. And having the wider view allows you to forgive yourself and others because you can see more. You can see the person who hurt you was also hurt. You can see the person who humiliated you was also deeply wounded. But more importantly, you can see yourself with a better understanding, more kindness and love for yourself. And forgiveness is not a giveaway. Actually, quite the opposite, in my opinion. It is an act of empowerment to bring your power back. Forgiveness allows you to bring the power back that was given away to someone or taken away by someone. And that is why forgiveness is very powerful. I've experienced this in my life so many times, and I would say that forgiveness is one of the most powerful human life experiences. And I know, Connie, you know some techniques that you use for uh, practice forgiveness. Yeah, I have also experienced, just like you, forgiveness for self and others, just really learning techniques and ways to do this which are very powerful and they have changed my life and how I take or how I took my power back and, mm -hmm. you know, worked through certain situations in my life. And there is this beautiful Hawaiian forgiveness prayer I learned about many years ago. 
I'm sure you have heard it before. It's called Ho'oponopono. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's so powerful. And basically, you think about yourself or a person that you want to extend forgiveness to, and you say the following four short sentences. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And those four oh little goodness. sentences... Gives me chill. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> are so powerful energetically. I have heard the most incredible stories from people of how this has changed their lives. Mm, I um, can imagine. Reconnecting with someone they haven't talked to in 20 years because they were holding some resentment or hate or regret. Mm. And just by opening up the energy and extending their forgiveness, somehow they reconnected. Wow, that's yeah, so beautiful. I've heard many stories like that. So if you have not heard of this before, you should definitely look it up. It is quite amazing. Highly, highly recommended. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on to the last step. Step four is transforming the past emotions that store in your mind, body, tissues, organs, cells, even in your DNA. And this is a step you would probably need a professional to help you transform the process, transmuting the past emotion, past memory, and old beliefs to the energy that you would need to create your new life. There are hundreds of different tools you can incorporate to transmute trauma and karma. So Connie, which modality or tool would you like to introduce first? Yeah, I think I would like to start with inner child work. It's my favorite topic. <laughs> I briefly talked about it before in one of our previous episodes, but I will go a little bit deeper into it today and share some exercises you can try for yourself. So again, inner child work is a process that can heal many different issues when you practice it on a consistent basis, of course. For instance, it can heal fear, limiting beliefs, anger, shame, guilt, aloneness, depression, anxiety, addictive behavior. So basically all those traumas that are stored in our subconscious mind or pain body that we discussed in the last couple of weeks. But inner child work can also help you discover your passion and purpose because this process connects you with your inner wisdom and your higher power. So how do you know you need to do inner child work? Well, some good examples would be if you don't know how to stay centered or powerful when someone is yelling at you or blaming you, or if you don't know how to be immune to criticism, judgment, and rejection, or if you're stuck in resistance, wanting to make changes but not following through, for instance, regarding weight, exercise, lateness, spending money. I'm sure we have, to some extent, mm -hmm. experienced some of this before. <laughs> yes. Or even if you're tired of reading books, attending workshops and seminars, or trying therapies that don't bring the lasting results you hope for. And why? Because those issues are all a sign that your core connection is lost because of some traumatic event in the past. And those events make us disconnect from ourselves by disconnecting from our feelings to avoid the pain. And the inner child is actually our feeling part. It communicates with us through feelings it's like an inner guidance system. So when we are disconnected from that system, we will always look outside of ourselves for a sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Now, this feeling part consists of our core self and our wounded self. And let me explain the difference between the two real quick. 
So the core self is our true self, our essence when we were born. It contains all our gifts, talents, wisdom, intuition, creativity, playfulness. And it's the unwounded aspect of our soul, meaning it is never harmed or abused, but it stays hidden to be retrieved through healing. And you know you're connected with your core self when you feel feelings of love, joy, and peace. Now, the wounded self is that part of our soul that was abused and basically carries all of our fears and false beliefs. Imagine a sad, lonely, angry child operating from false beliefs of being unworthy and unlovable. Once a false belief is established, we will always behave as if it was true, which creates certain behaviors to control the situation. And we do this through anger, blame, resistance, or withdrawal, for instance. So if left unhealed, this could potentially lead to addictions to numb that emotional pain underneath, which can be addictions to substances, activities, or people. So of course, inner child work and learning to connect to your core self is a process that takes time. But I will share some little exercises with you so you can start regaining the connection with that part of yourself. So first, I would invite you to become mindful of your feelings. So really tuning into yourself and feeling where you feel certain emotions in your body. For instance, where do you feel anger, sadness, grief, anxiety? But also, where do you feel love, joy, or excitement? And just write them down so you can always reference them later or see if any changes happen over time. The better you learn your body's way of communicating with you, giving you clear guidance through feelings, the better you will be able to use this guidance system to move through certain situations. And another beautiful exercise is to write a short letter to your inner child, introducing yourself to him or her and telling them that you are ready to connect and excited to get to know them. And a great way to start this conversation is by telling them all the things you always wanted to hear when you were little, all the things you wish your parents had told you but never did. We actually did this exercise at my workshop last week and a couple of attendees got quite emotional <laughs> wow. uh, because it's powerful. It, it's very powerful, especially if you haven't had this connection before, mm -hmm. if you're just establishing this, it can get quite emotional. But it's really great to see people connect with those deepest parts mm -hmm. of themselves. I can see that. And I really hope you try this and you have fun doing it too. Have you tried this, Heather? Have you done any letter writing to your inner child, perhaps? Um, growing up, I had only myself. I was only person that I could count on. So I used to have the conversation with myself all the time, mm -hmm. physically speaking to myself or by using the mind language. Um, I was always speaking to myself. So I still have that conversation mm -hmm. within me. That's great. That's, That's beautiful. sort of yeah. kind of mm -hmm. uh, inner child yeah. work. So what other method would you like to share with our audience? Again, I have so many that I would like to share. But since both Connie and I are certified hypnotherapists, so I'd like to introduce hypnotherapy as one of my recommended tools. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great one. <laughs> yes. Hypnosis has been around for a very, very long time, dated back to the ancient Greek or Egyptian era. Uh, hypnotherapy is basically guided hypnosis using particular relaxing, relaxation techniques to alter the brain waves 
to more relaxing state, the alpha and theta in particular. The alpha and theta state is like you're relaxing at the beach or getting massage at the spa, meaning you're fully awake, aware of your surrounding, and you're still in control of yourself, but you are in a deep, relaxed state. That's basically what hypnosis is all about. In that state of deep, relaxed state, in that state, experienced hypnotherapists can install helpful suggestions into the subconscious mind where all the beliefs are stored. I use hypnosis to help our clients access that information and the life solutions that they are looking for or they need at that moment. Extracting the information from their own subconscious mind and unconscious mind can help to understand the root cause of their current life challenges. Once they understand the root cause of their problems, they now know what to focus on, what to keep, what not to keep in their belief system. And because they understand the bigger picture, if you will, it's much easier for them to transform and upgrade their belief system. Under the hypnosis, when your brain waves are in the relaxing alpha or theta state, you're more receptive for helpful and useful suggestions so you can choose better thoughts, generate better energies, and take better actions which create a better new life. Today, hypnotherapy is used in many, many different fields, including psychotherapy, surgery, dentistry, and commonly used as alternative treatment for a wide range of health conditions, including weight control, pain management, reversing phobias, and smoking cessation. And if you are interested in learning more about hypnotherapy, please visit the links to our businesses in the description box of this episode. Thank you, Hada. That was a great summary. <laughs> I could not have said it better. <laughs> Thank you. Um, another tool I highly, highly recommend is energy work. As Albert Einstein said, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. The universe is energy. The earth is energy. You and I are energy too. And energy is consciousness. Consciousness is energy. Intention, emotion, action, all are expression of consciousness. That's energy. There's a famous saying about energy manifestation. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. And I understand, yes, <laughs> I understand this universal principle, practice my energy alignment in my everyday life. So I am aware of my energy level every day. I am aware of the quality of my energy. And therefore, I am mostly, I'm not saying all the time, but I'm mostly in balance, regardless of what's happening in the outside of world. And my family members and friends, including you, Connie, mm -hmm. can prove my statement. Yes, absolutely. So in my opinion, the energy balance, energy cleansing, clearing, energy charging, and also energy alignment should be important as your meals or sleep. Mm -hmm. By the way, I've introduced my energy charging station technique in episode four, which you can use it every day to charge uh, your energy. 
So if you're interested in, please go back to episode four to check it out. Now, I loved that one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so thank great. you. Connie will introduce some of the energy work tools. So please take yes. it away. <laughs> yeah, so I just want to touch on a couple of other energy healing tools that I typically use for myself and also with my clients. One of them I already spoke about in uh, episode four is EFT, mm -hmm. emotional freedom technique, or also called tapping, where you basically use your fingertips to tap on a certain number of acupressure points on your body while making statements about the issue that is causing you distress. So if you haven't listened to episode four yet, I also encourage you to go back and listen to it because that's where I explain this technique in more detail. Another method I have used with great success is called the emotion code. It's a powerful technique of finding and releasing trapped energies in your body because much of our suffering is really due to negative emotional energies mm -hmm. that have become trapped yes. within us. And this method uses magnets to remove those energies out of your electromagnetic field. And I really love using it because I've seen amazing results with this, as I said before. But I want to repeat again that this should only be done by a professional who knows this process. And a third modality I want to quickly mention is timeline healing. Uh -huh. This will be interesting for those of you who believe in past lives and how they affect your current life situation. And timeline healing is a powerful therapy that features a guided meditation, which involves going back in time and giving healing to a past self, either from this lifetime or a previous lifetime. And this combines elements of past life regression together with soul retrieval and reframing. And as we discussed previously, at the moment of any trauma, negative belief systems are formed that affect the soul for the rest of his or her life, unless some form of healing is performed. So with timeline healing, the actual healing occurs when the client is able to actively love the past self that was traumatized or given negative programming. So the timeline healing guides you through this process, mm -hmm. which is, again, super powerful process. And I'm always fascinated how this works. Sounds very deep work. Yes, it is. Yes. How far can you go back with timeline healing? With timeline healing, you can go back as far as you have to. It's It can be past lifetimes. It can be past generations. And mm. um, I have done this myself. And I've gone through five lifetimes back, five generations oh, wow. back. Yeah. Wow. So it is, um, there is no limit, really. Mm. Okay, this was our overview of the different healing modalities we use and recommend. If you're interested to learn more about them and want to attend our free webinar, please send us an email to podcast at protonmail.com and once the date is confirmed we will send you the registration link also another quick reminder that next week is our Q&A session so if there are any questions on the trauma and karma topic you would like us to answer let us know via email or simply send us a voice message through the Anchor app 
This is the end of today's show and we are really excited to answer your questions next week, March 24th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a wonderful week and don't forget to let us know if you want to attend our free webinar. Bye now. See you next week.